The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the sponsor, Neal Clinic Chiropractor. and the owner of the Neal Clinic Comprehensive Healthcare. And our clinic is located on Creighton Road, right across the street from the Walmart. I'm here this morning to talk about how chiropractic healthcare can affect your life. I'm also here this morning to answer any questions you may have. If you're tuned in and listening this morning, let's go ahead and make this show worthwhile for you. Get the all, all that you paid for to tune in and join us here this morning. Jake's up here with me. He'll make sure that we get all these questions uh, over to me, and you can text all of those in. I'll get to as many questions as I can. I always love it when you guys participate in the show. What's the phone number they can send those into? That'll be 850-437-1620. Call or text. Yeah, it's. Uh, I got a few things that I want to talk through this morning, um, just things that I've had patients ask me about in the clinic this week. Uh, one of the biggest things that people ask is there anything I can do at home to help with my back pain? Uh, this is typically people that are in a lot of discomfort and they're on the internet, they're on YouTube, they're on TikTok trying to figure out what they can do to help and they just get a lot of different inputs and they're curious as to what they can do. And if they're being honest with me, most of the time they've already tried a lot of these things. And sometimes these things have made their condition a little bit worse. So I want to address a few of these things that you guys may be seeing online that may or may not be helpful for you. Another thing I want to talk about is somebody asked, uh, am I shrinking? Like, are we getting shorter over time? That's uh, another, again, pretty common question that I, I get. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about a peripheral neuropathy, just a conversation that we'd started a few weeks ago. And I, I've been treating some symptoms of these peripheral neuropathy patients in the clinic over the past few weeks. And it's been astonishing how well this is working. So if you're somebody that's having, you know, numbness, tingling, maybe some burning sensations in your feet or your hands, and you've been dealing with this for a while and you really haven't found anything yet that's helped you, pay attention. Uh, this stuff is really helping these patients that we've seen over the past few weeks. So I'm going to get into that as well. Okay, so what can we do, you know, as a chiropractor? How do we help back pain? My first goal is to, number one, get you out of pain. We have to reduce some local inflammation. We have to get the joints that aren't moving the right way, the joint dysfunction, the disc herniation, anything like that that's causing pain, we've got to reduce the inflammation around that and then restore that normal joint function. That's job number one, right? And for me to be effective, you've got to come to me. I don't have time to go to all the patients' houses on an individual basis a couple times a week. I wish I did. That would be great. Unfortunately, you guys have to come to me. It's a much easier system for us. So that's how the system works right now. But are there things that you can do at home that will help me help you? Absolutely, yes. If you've ever listened to any of my shows in the past, you'll know that I'm a big fan of using ice packs. 
uh, we get, I actually give away an ice pack to all of our new patients. Even if you're somebody that decides not to have care at our clinic, I'm still giving you an ice pack at that consultation because I know it will help you if you use it the way I tell you to. Like I was saying before, part of my job is to help reduce the inflammatory response around those areas that are being irritated. If you're having sciatic pain, right, that's a nerve root that exits from your lower back that travels down the back of your leg that can cause some pain in your, in your rear end and your glutes and then kind of in the back of the leg. That nerve irritation is in your lower back, though. And if we reduce the inflammation around there, the nerve starts to calm down and you'll start to feel better. Ice is a great way to do that. Again, we talk about that word inflammation. It's got the word flame in it. And I know we're coming out of a few cold months here and everybody's loving using those warm seats, the hot shower, heating pads. It feels great. I get it. But that sometimes can actually make these conditions a little worse. Whereas using that ice pack will help. Number one, it's going to kind of numb that area. So your back will feel a little more comfortable. It won't be in as much pain, but it's going to push some blood flow, that circulation down deep around those nerves that are irritated, and that's what really helps start that healing process. Again, I educate all our patients on this stuff, uh, and I send you guys home with ice packs. These ice packs we use at the Neal Clinic are the best ones that you'll get. You can't go to Walgreens and buy these things. I get them manufactured just for our clinic. I've got all sorts of shapes and sizes. They're clay on the inside. They're fabric on the outside. And they don't freeze really, really hard because I need you to be able to lay on them. I need you to be able to put them behind a chair and for them to be comfortable. They don't get that cold by design. They're cold. Don't get me wrong. It's still an ice pack, but it's not as cold as just a big bag of ice. If some ice is good, though, more ice is not better. If you are using ice, you know, every minute of the day for an hour at a time, anything like that, you can actually cause damage to your skin. You can get frostbite. Everybody is aware of frostbite. You wouldn't go walk out in the snow barefoot for a long time. You know your feet would have some issues. That's the same thing that will happen if you're using ice for prolonged periods of time on your back. So 10 to 15 minutes on, at least 30 minutes off between those sessions, and you'll have some, you'll already start to help affect some of that inflammation in and around those joints is a great way to really help. That goes for the knees, the hips, the shoulders, same thing. Uh, Jake, you a sports fan at all? I like some foosball. Some foosball, okay. Yeah, yeah. You ever see those guys after the in like the post game conferences, or you know, as they're walking doing interviews in the locker rooms, they have these huge things saran wrapped to their shoulders mm-hmm. and their knee. Yeah, those are big bags of ice. There's a big trend right now with uh, the ice bass, the cold plant. Yes, I've seen that a lot. It it's got great health benefits, and using cold therapy to help reduce your body's natural inflammatory response after injuries is a great strategy that you can do at home today. Do, now, do you recommend doing the bathtub and just oh, filling yeah. it up with ice and water? Um, you can definitely do that. You got to be pretty brave. Have you yeah. ever tried any of these these no. cold plunges? No, I haven't, but uh, I would love to. I think it would be great. It is. It's invigorating. It is a little uncomfortable. I'll say I, I do those on a regular basis, and it's uh, it feels amazing after you get out. Again, it's, it's not something that I will uh, admittedly say that feels all that good while I'm in there, but when you get out, it definitely has an effect on you. Now let's get into, you know, TikTok, YouTube. When you get on these things and you start to type in back pain, you get all sorts of results. And some of these results can help. The issue with them, though, is 
there's no way to, for those people to tell what your symptoms is are, what your condition is. They don't know. They're just putting out information without any input from you. You're not a doctor. You don't know what the cause of your back pain is versus what the cause of this TikToker's back pain is. A stretch that might be really, really beneficial for them make, might make your pain significantly worse, and there's no way for you to know that until it's too late. That's why I use, I use this platform. I use these opportunities to give you guys so much patient education because it's important. The more you understand about what's going on in your back, what's going on in your body, what to do, why to do it, if you have all that information, you'll make significantly better choices. Will they be the right choice every single time? No, that's that's unrealistic, right? Sometimes you just have to get that big bag of dog food out of the car or into the car and into the house. Is that ideal for your back? No, but there's a lot of different ways that I can help teach you the right way to do it to mitigate any issues. Instead of twisting and bending your back, I want you to move your feet. Uh, use your hips instead of your back to use that rotation as you slide things in and out of a car. Keep things close to your body. If they're heavy and lifting them up, it'll take that fulcrum and all the stress away from your back and it'll lessen the load on your spine. Things like that make a huge difference, especially if you have a lot of them to do throughout the day. If we can modify some of those lifestyle things, it will really help over time. You're listening to the Pensacola Expert Panel here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. If you have questions for Dr. Ben McMillan this morning from Neal Clinic Chiropractic Comprehensive Healthcare, let us know, 437-1620. So what are some things that we can do at home that help? Typically, let's, let's go back to the sciatica patient, the patient with low back pain going down their legs. That's something I treat multiple times a day. Every week I get new patients that come in and say, hey, I've got this pain coming down my leg. I think it's a nerve in my back. And I say, yeah, you're spot on. It definitely is. Those patients most of the time will fall into one or two categories. The pain will either increase. They'll have more pain in their back and their leg as they bend forward, which is called lumbar flexion. And bending backwards will feel good, which is extension. Or bending forward is going to make everything... uh, feel better and it bending backwards is going to make the symptoms in your back hurt and come down your leg. Now, it may seem pretty trivial and pretty simple when I'm what I'm about to tell you, but you'd be shocked to see how many people don't realize that this is going to help them. If we stay away from the things that cause the pain, you will get better faster. <laughs> it's it's the uh, you know, if you get a cut and you keep picking that scab off every single day, it's going to take forever to heal the chance of infection rises, right? It, it's just not a good way to let that cut or that injury heal. If your back hurts when you do something and you've got this injury and you keep doing things that are bothering it, it's never going to get better. That's why you have to stay away from those things that are causing pain. So if you're one of those people that bending forward makes your back feel better and it makes the pain not come down your leg, we're going to have those patients bend forward. We're going to have you sit in a chair kind of spread your legs wide and bend forward, get your hands down going towards the floor. What we want to see during this is no peripheral pain. So as pain travels away from your back and down your legs, that's called peripheralization. That's a bad thing. If there's pain in your back, that's a, that's okay. I can deal with the back pain, but I don't want to see pain traveling away. So if 
bending forward causes that, that's a good thing. If bending backwards in that scenario is causing pain down your leg, we don't want to do that. The farther away the pain gets from the source is bad. I want to see it centralized. I want to see that pain get closer and closer to your lower back. Now, in the opposite scenario, if bending forward really hurts and you get a lot of pain down your leg when you do that, we're going to have those people bend backwards. The easiest way to do this is to kind of lay on your bed uh, face down and then get your forearms up in front of you and kind of lean back. That's one of the things that will really help. And bending forward in those scenarios causes peripheralization. We want to stay away from that stuff. Again, if you're having pain down your leg, stay away from those activities that cause that pain. That's going to really help. There's other stretches and exercises called nerve flossing um, that are essentially nerves don't stretch like our muscles do. Our muscles, you know, uh, lengthen and contract when we use them. Our nerves don't do that. And when they're getting pinched, they're kind of getting stuck in these areas. And what we try and do is get them to glide out of there. That's a really good strategy, but some of those are kind of complicated moves and it really depends what nerve is being affected. So I teach patients about those. And the timing of these things are also really important. Um, you know, if we start to introduce stretches too early on in care, it can make things a lot worse. That's why we start with more passive therapies. We're using things like an interferential uh, therapy, uh, which is similar to a TENS unit. They're both just different kinds of electrical stimulation that are designed to help you heal faster. We use our laser therapy. We're doing adjustments. Those are passive therapies, things that we're doing to you. And as you start to get a little better, we slowly start to incorporate active care where it's things that you're going to be doing. I'll teach you how to do that. I just need you to do it at home. We don't have time at the clinic to have you come in three times a week and watch you for an hour as you do these exercises. They don't take an hour to do. I need you to do them for 15 minutes in the morning, maybe 15 minutes in the evening, and take some breaks during the day to use those ice packs. And I get great results with that kind of stuff. We had somebody text in a question about peripheral neuropathy and is it related to sciatica, you know, um, or, or diabetes? How are those two related? And that's a great question because the symptoms can be very similar. So true peripheral neuropathy versus sciatica. With sciatica, again, that's a pain that's resulting from a nerve root in your lower back that's traveling down one of your legs. It's pretty rare to have sciatica bilaterally. So the pain would be going down both your legs because both nerve roots are be on your left side and your right side are being pinched at the same time. Can it happen? Yes. Does it happen very often? No. Typically with sciatica, we're going to see pain on that one side, whereas peripheral neuropathy, we see bilaterally. Now, one side may be worse than the other side, but you'll get some of that numbness or tingling or you know, burning. You'll feel that in both of your feet or both of your hands. That's main, one of the biggest differences uh, or distinguishers is that normally with peripheral neuropathy, we're going to see it on both sides. There's typically a cause for these things as well with peripheral neuropathy. Uh, diabetes is one of the biggest instances that we see. Um, it can also be related to chemotherapy. There's something called chemotherapy-induced peripheral neuropathy, CIPN. That's another big uh, cause of these things. You can have a vitamin B12 deficiency that can cause peripheral neuropathy. But what's happening in these instances with the chemotherapy and with the diabetes is that you're reducing the blood flow and the blood supply to those nerves that are far away from the heart, that don't have as good a circulation as some of the you know 
internal organs, the things that really need a lot of blood supply, our brain, that stuff, it's really important to get blood flow to. That's why it's close to our heart. As you get away from your heart, your hands, the feet, things that are really far away, those blood vessels get smaller and smaller. And when you damage them, it causes the nerves in those areas to have less blood supply and they slowly start to die off. That's what causes these you know, uh, altered sensations, I'll say, because it can be numbness where you just feel like uh, maybe you have a really thick sock on and you can't feel everything as well. It can be like a tingling, almost like a pins and needles sensation. I've had people tell me it feels like their foot is on fire, uh, that even light touch really starts to hurt. Um, it can feel like a, an achy sensation, uh, maybe like a tennis ball under your foot or your you, you're looking in your shoes for like a rock or a pebble because it feels like you're constantly stepping on something. That's what we see with peripheral neuropathy where sciatica and any nerve uh, impingement in the lower back or your neck will follow something called a dermatomal pattern where they have these, if you look up dermatomes, lumbar dermatomes, D-E-R-M-A-T-O-M-E-S, they kind of map out where on the body each particular nerve root the symptoms will be felt and they have the, they've had these for a while. This is nothing new. So when you're telling me, Hey, I'm getting pain down the back of my leg. I know what nerve root we're talking about versus the front of your leg. It's in a different spot. You know, it's maybe only two inches higher on your lower back. We're in the same ballpark, but it's slightly different. And that means something different to me as far as how to treat and where to treat. That's kind of the subtle nuances between peripheral neuropathy and sciatica because again sciatica will cause pain down the leg that can come into your foot normally it's only going to be on one side um you know this patient said they have a tingle on the bottom of their foot on the the left foot and one of the toes but they've also been diagnosed with sciatica and again it's very easy uh (laughs) you know to read in a textbook or in you know a clinical setting or versus a clinical setting i should say where can you have peripheral neuropathy and sciatica? Of course you can, right? As we age, are you going to have more arthritis? Are there a higher chance that you have a disc herniation? But you're also diabetic and have had peripheral neuropathy. That's a world that we live in as well, where you can have one or more of these conditions. Um, another thing we look for with those nerve impingements are reduced strengths. Like, are you not able to stand up on your toes? Uh, does it feel like one of your feet is weaker than the other? If those differences, again, are different bilaterally, so if your left leg is a little stronger in a couple of these muscle tests than your right leg, that leads me to believe that these symptoms are more caused from your lower back versus the peripheral neuropathy. You may have some weakness because of that, but it should be pretty similar on one side versus the other. Earlier this week, I actually sat down with the very first patient we started on this protocol, and I just wanted to talk with her about you know, what her symptoms were and how it's her symptoms and her life had really changed since we started. And she'd had neuropathy, um, kind of similar to the gentleman that texted in for several years. It really wasn't a big hindrance in her life. She had some numbness, maybe a little tingling in her feet, but it really wasn't causing any quality of life issues. Then one day she woke up and she was just in excruciating pain in the middle of the night. She hadn't done anything different. But something had changed. Her feet were now incredibly painful. She was having trouble sleeping. She went to her doctor. She went through the VA. They had prescribed her gabapentin. She had tried several nerve blocks. And traditional medical care and pain management just hadn't helped at all. Uh, I mean, again, she couldn't sleep. She was having to wake up 
and get out of bed and kind of move around. She had to sit in a chair because her feet were just so painful at night. Um, it was affecting her quality of life. She said she was dealing with depression because she felt like nothing had helped. She couldn't do the things she wanted to do. She couldn't go out shopping because walking really hurt her feet. She couldn't uh, go on trips because once she got there, she couldn't go anywhere. She had to change the, you know, uh, the sensation on her feet was so bad. She couldn't wear normal size socks. She had to get these big oversized socks because even just the pressure of a tighter sock that really fit her foot was too uncomfortable. She had to get new pairs of shoes. Uh, you know, this, this was a big problem for her. She was the one that kind of told me that she felt like she was walking on a tennis balls that underneath her feet felt like a tennis ball and she thought she was going to fall. She just felt really uneasy walking around. But there was nothing there. That She didn't have any swelling on the bottom of her foot. There was definitely no tennis balls under there. And after even just two weeks of the laser treatment, she had already started to experience relief from this. Initially, that tennis ball started to go down to something the size of like a pebble, she said. It was like the size of a small rock that she had felt was underneath her foot. And then, you know, two weeks ago, we started treating her in um, early January. And two weeks ago, she said she doesn't even feel any, any of that anymore. That thing that had been the size of a tennis ball under her foot, she feels completely normal there again. She's back to wearing regular size socks. It, it doesn't bother her. She can put those on. She hasn't woken up in the middle of the night with that pain or burning sensation in her feet in weeks. Uh, she's able to go back to grocery stores. She's able to go shopping at Walmart and not have to worry about how uncomfortable it's going to be and what you know entrance to go in because how close is it going to be because I'm not going to be able to go to the other side of the store to get something because her feet are going to hurt so bad. And it was really interesting. Initially, the laser therapy gets warm and you know, I could put it on your hand and you'd feel it pretty quickly, you know, 20, 30 seconds. You say, okay, I can feel like a light warmth there. And initially she couldn't even feel the warmth from the laser in her calves and in her feet. But as we started to continue down through the protocol, she says, Hey, this thing's warm. Have we changed anything? And we said, you know, no, it's, it's been the same setting this whole time. And she said, well, I'm starting to feel the warmth of this laser treatment now. And she couldn't do that initially. You know, she was telling me last week, I got a good laugh, that she was actually out with her daughter teaching her how to punt a football. And she was playing basketball with her. And I said, what, you were punting footballs? Was that something you would have done, you know, a year ago? She said, absolutely not. I mean, she couldn't even walk, let alone, again, punt a I was, I was so excited for her. And uh, she's just so much happier now because she started this laser therapy treatment, because her neuropathy symptoms have gotten so much better. It's, it's been incredible. And we've had a couple experiences like this with the patients that we've started to treat with this. It's a protocol. It takes some time for this stuff to heal, especially these people that have been dealing with this. Like I said, she'd been doing this for dealing with this for years at some baseline level. It just hadn't been bad enough for her to need to want to do something about it. And once it did, she was looking for anything. And she finally came across our clinic in this laser therapy, these class four medical lasers that I'm always talking about. And it's remarkable how much better she's feeling. Another gentleman that, you know, he's on his feet a lot for work, kind of similar symptoms. He, uh, he, his was more from chemotherapy. The chemotherapy from his cancer that he had is what really kickstarted his neuropathy. And he's getting these muscle spasms at night. His legs are, you know, getting that, Charlie horse and it's extremely uncomfortable and wakes him up a few times a a night every day. Now he's sleeping better. 
He's not really having the, he had a similar sensation under his foot. He's not feeling that nearly as big anymore. He's, uh, you know, I haven't told, you know, given him any information about, you know, changing his medication, but he's told us he stopped taking as much of the gabapentin. I mean, I think he was taking it three, four times a day was what he was prescribed. And he said, Hey, I slowly started, you know, stopping to take those medications, which is between he and his primary care provider. But it's fascinating to see how much relief these patients get. Well, I hope that helped answer your question about the peripheral neuropathy and some of the laser therapies and what you can do. I'll get to the am I shrinking question next time I'm up here. Jake, I really appreciate you having me on the Pensacola Expert Panel this morning. Again, my name is Dr. Ben McMillan with the Neal Clinic. Our phone number is 850-479-2700. Give Desiree a call and tell her you want to schedule your consultation and come in and we'll talk about your symptoms and if your case is a chiropractic case. All right. Thank you, Dr. Ben McMillan. Always a pleasure. Check it out, uh, neoclinic.com. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. We'll be right back after this with Visit Pensacola. 